0: Welcome to Agape Ministries Podcasts, a whole new way of thinking. Episode 62, part 2 of Father Dennis McBride's teaching on the face of Jesus in John's Gospel.
1: and the knowledge of who you are should make you wise, theologically as well he pushes them back into themselves to read the book that we often ignore our own book and then John says, notice the detail is gorgeous beginning with the eldest he had the biggest book to read they went away one by one. They didn't go into little groups to share. <laughs> Their insight made them lonely. And Jesus is left alone with a woman. The law of Moses has just walked away. And what is left is grace and truth. He doesn't say to her, I forgive you. He never says that. One day I sat down and I read the four Gospels, one after the other, to see if I could find that phrase anywhere. He never says it. He's far too classy to do that. You know, people can say to you, you have been a serious pain in parts of my anatomy for years. 19 years and I went to the Jesuits on a 30 day retreat and it took me 29 days and after 29 days I said oh Jesus I must forgive her I must forgive him so I've decided I forgive you how does that make you feel the way some people forgive is a new sin There's no grace in it. It's raw truth. That's why we talk about the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's the way he did things. With style. If you want an image of the focus of Jesus' theology in John's Gospel, you look at two characters among his disciples. And there's a ferocious competition between the two of them. One of them is called the Beloved Disciple, And the other is called Peter. One is the figure of authority. And the other is the figure of love. The beloved disciple doesn't appear in the public ministry at all. He appears for the first time at the Last Supper. Okay? Can you remember where he's sitting? The beloved disciple, unlike Peter, is sitting next to Jesus. It's one nil. (laughs) And when Peter wants to know what's going on up at that end of the table, who does he ask? He asks the beloved disciple. And the beloved disciple explains to Peter what's going on. It's 2-0. <laughs> now, if you're reading this with a mitre on your head as a bishop, you don't exactly like the idea of the beloved disciple being the preferential place, ousting the natural figure of authority. There are two charcoal fires in the Gospel of John. Both of them have Peter. Peter and the beloved disciple go to the court of the high priest. Right? Peter stays outside. Who goes inside? The beloved disciple goes inside and chats away to the doorkeeper who knows him. And then she turns, goes to the door and looks at Peter and then she says to Peter, Are you another of this man's disciples? Notice. Are you another? She knows he is. Peter denies his discipleship in the presence of the beloved disciple. The beloved disciple does not deny who he is. (laughs) 4-0 4 nil. <laughs> who's at the foot of the cross Peter is missing but the beloved disciple is there and the beloved disciple standing there with Mary the mother of Jesus and Jesus says mother Behold who? Your son. What, what does that make the beloved disciple? Makes him not the disciple of Jesus. It now makes him the brother of Jesus. With the same, with the same mother. The beloved disciple is there at the burial. Peter. Is not. Easter Sunday morning jog, Peter and the beloved disciple set out together. Together. Who gets there first? Why? He's younger. Who told you that? (laughs) The beloved disciple gets there first because love will always get you there first. Peter is a young man he doesn't die until 65, 67 the Neronian persecution and when the beloved now the bishops love this bit the beloved disciple gets there first and then he waits for authority to catch up (laughs) I wish well, I wish I could do this And he lets Peter, the figure of authority, in first. Because authority figures should always go first. And when Peter goes in, he he sees cloths lying in the tomb. And the beloved disciple goes in and what does he see? He sees and he believes. Beloved disciples see in the dark what other people don't see. Love helps you to see things other people don't see. I forget the arithmetic. How many are we? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. By the sea of Galilee breakfast. Have you ever thought of Jesus as a chef? Doing grilled fish. And he asks Peter the question of questions in John's Gospel Do you love me? Jesus leaves only one command in John's Gospel. He doesn't say, by the way you exercise authority, people will know that you are my disciples. By the way, you love one another. That's going to be your badge. And he doesn't say to people just, do you love me? He says to Peter, do you love me more than these others do? And who's there? If Peter loves Jesus more than the others, what will that make him? that will make him the beloved disciple. Now the bishops who are clever men read this. (laughs) And they saw that the challenge of authority is to become the figure of love. Oh, every community has authority figures. The big question is, do they have figures of love? And Peter stomps. And he says, oh, you know everything. You know I love you. And then Jesus says very carefully, then feed my sheep. But for Christ's sake, don't feed them if you don't love me. Then ministry simply becomes a career. Your authority in ministry is that you are in a loving relationship with the Lord and out of that relationship you minister. But don't if you don't. And then Peter is walking. Of course, the person who is not questioned is the beloved disciple. And Peter is annoyed. He turns around. The beloved disciple is following. (laughs) And Peter says, well, what about him? (laughs) Why don't you ask him some questions? But the beautiful thing about a beloved disciple is you don't have to ask him. You know. That's why he's the beloved disciple. (laughs) 10 nil this beloved disciple is a summary of the best of Jesus and when you think of John's gospel think of him we don't even know his name Because the argument of the gospel probably is that every community should have one. Every community should have one. Oh, I've run over. You're very kind. Thank you for your patience and for staying awake. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.
0: So thank you for taking the time to listen to these episodes. Our prayer is that as you listen and reflect on these teachings, that you'll be encouraged to continue your journey, to maximise your potential to have a good and a happy life. So sign in again next week for more teaching on how you can follow the Jesus way to experience your life is filled with meaning, purpose, and joy. So God bless and stay safe.